and welcome back to the tenth week. Tenth week, wow. I would say tenth episode. Have we been consistently recording for ten weeks? No. Well, okay, realistically, like seventh week, but tenth episode. Um, welcome back to your, the Killers Podcast. Um, I'm your co-host, Mikhail, and we have our faithful, loyal host, Peyton. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, it might be quiet for a second because I'm about to sneeze, so. There we go. And that's what you get for recording at your apartment when your co-host is severely allergic to cats. You have two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I say this a lot, but I had some personal issues going on, so I am going to be pulling this from the Criminal Minds fandom wikipedia page and don't laugh i trust that i trust that more than i trust the public school system (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that was good uh can you do the bump that was a good joke we don't have it oh we need to i need to let you update the soundboard Woo! all right because it used to be right here yeah Um, my suggestion was given to us by Randall. Oh, yes. Shout out Randall. Yes. Um, I'm going to state this as a high-profile case, even though I didn't know that this case existed until getting this case recommendation. I mean, it's pretty big. Like, I posted on his YouTube and shit. I read this tweet, and I want us to cover this before getting into the episode. The tweet, um, I can't remember who posted it. I think it was Steven something, but he posted, oh, what the fuck was it? I need to look at it now. Where's my phone? I'm not going to give the, I'm not going to give this man no credit. I need to see it. Sorry guys for the awkward silence. Fuck. I need to stop refreshing. Okay, the tweet was by Stephen Ray Morris, and it says, Are we fascinated by serial killers, or are we just giving more mediocre white men the spotlight again? Holy shit. Okay, and I want to say that that is absolutely true. But I want to say, on this podcast, I try not to do that on purpose, because... (laughs) Fuck white men. (laughs) Shit. Yes. Okay, not just fuck white men. I'm... I'm saying fuck serial killers. Because this was also a discussion on Twitter recently. There are t-shirts that people are like printing and it's like, what did it say? It said, choke me like Bundy. Whoa, like, whoa, Something whoa. like Dahmer. And I want to say if you've ever worn a t-shirt like that or you've even thought about buying a t-shirt like that or you think it's cool, uh, I just want to say fuck you. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Those people killed killed you other to, people with their bare hands you have to think like they ate people what are you saying to the victims families that you don't care mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm talking about. Choke me like Bundy, and you're gonna die soon after. Like, Bundy didn't just choke you for fun. <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about. The desensitization of serial killers and murder in the world is insane. Doesn't the U.S. have, like, the most serial killers, too? Uh, I'm not gonna say, like, for certain, yeah. but I think that we are high up on the list. Jesus. If I am remembering correctly. I bet we have more fucking serial, serial killer sympathizers than anything. Let me tell you. Tumblr? Oh. Is that's a wasteland for that kind of shit. There are so many edits and fan pages on Tumblr for, like, the Columbine shooters and just anyone. Or, like, the... It is horrible. Menendez brothers? Medin- Men- okay, Menendez. that's different. Yeah, but, like, still, don't glorify them. Yeah. I mean... Like, don't make a fan They camera. did kill their parents, yeah. and in my eyes, they, they had was, a justifiable reason. I think it was justified as But well. it was still murder. Yeah. They still committed a crime. You can... People can have justifiable reasons for things... But the actions that they still do are wrong. Yeah. Like, don't make a fan cam out of them and sitting in court smiling about it. Like, that's not cute or funny. Whether they were in the right or wrong. I don't want to fucking scroll through Tumblr, see all my aesthetic paint posts, and then fucking see a Jeffrey Dahmer (laughs) fan cam. No thank you. Uh, Whenever the Richard Ramirez... Uh, Netflix series was released. There was mm-hmm. a lot of Richard Ramirez edits. Oh, yeah. My sister's boyfriend. Don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't know if the kid's a minor or not. He was attracted to Richard Ramirez, and I was like, get away from that guy. Break up with him. And she did a couple of weeks later. That's weird. But that's besides the point. That's very weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. To school... To quote... The great Penelope Scott. Um, Ted Bundy was just charismatic and white, alright. Yeah. That's it. He wasn't even good looking. He wasn't attractive. No. Most people you're attracted to aren't very attractive if you take away their looks and just put them behind a veil. Their personality and their issues. They're fucking ugly. Very fucking ugly. There was a study, um, a lot of attraction physically it's just based on face symmetry mm-hmm. and personal biases that we developed in childhood usually stem from our parents next <laughs> <laughs> okay so on episode 10 this is again a high pro- me- media profile case and we are going to be covering the incel killer also known as elliot rogers um again if you don't like podcasts about true crime where they just absolutely shit on the offenders, um... This isn't for you. Yeah, maybe you should just leave. I'll give you a little bit. Okay, I think they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> if you stayed, welcome. Okay. Okay. Okay! Shut the fuck okay. up. Okay, listen. Also, my voice is cracking a lot during tea. Okay! I'm sorry. Are you? I don't mm-hmm. think you are. Okay. I am. It's so, just again, progress. I'm pulling this from the Criminal Minds wiki fandom. Don't laugh. I trust it, again, more than I trust the public school system. So, Rogers was born in London 
England on July 24, 1991. His uh. parents were British filmmaker Peter Roger, known for his 2009 documentary film, Oh My God, and his work as a second unit director on The Hunger Games. And his Malaysian research assistant, Lin Chin Roger. What? Lee Chin Roger. Okay, wait. So, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? I know. I'm not understanding. Okay, wait. I'm so stupid. Okay. That's his mom. So, okay. Yeah. But why did they have to phrase it like that? Like, I didn't need to know that she was his research assistant. No, it just says and Malaysian research assistant. I don't think it's his. Because it would say his. Okay. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, that confused me. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I feel like that's a little bit racist. Why'd you have to word it like that? Or maybe it's not racist. Okay, guys. I'm the type of person to think that I'm being racist when I'm not being racist at all. And then you'll end up being racist. What? I will? No, I'm just saying that's typically what happens when people try not to. They'll accidentally be, like, racist. Let me know if I have microaggressions, fam. I will. Call me the fuck out. Mikhail will, but I'm saying you guys also... Yeah, you also call me the fuck out. Okay. Um... He had one younger sister. His paternal grandfather was a photojournalist, George Roger. The family later immigrated and settled in the U.S., and Roger being raised in Los Angeles, California. His parents later divorced, and his father remarried to Moroccan actress... Sumaya Azkaboon? Who bore his second son. Ever since he was eight years old, Roger had been seeing therapists and receiving psychiatric treatment, including medication for a variety of mental illnesses and disorders. However, he refused to take any of the medication that was prescribed to him. Roger's mother stated her belief that he suffered from Asperger's syndrome, even though he was never really formally diagnosed with the de- de- developmental disorder. Okay. Um, I'm not a medical professional at all. I never claimed to be, and I don't claim to be. But what type of shit is your eight-year-old dealing with? Yeah. They're having to take, like, medication for mental disorders or mental illness. You want to talk about the level of traumatization? Yeah. That kid must have had some fucking trauma. Yeah, at eight years old. Ever since eight. So I'm help. assuming, yeah, from eight years old on. That's weird. What the fuck? Okay, and look, I'm all for... I don't want to say I'm all for. I understand people being like, hey, I think I have XYZ. And then going to the doctor and being like, yes, um, you have XYZ. And it being cool. Because self-diagnosis or self-diagnosee is the first step in finding out that you have a disorder. Okay, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, if you've ever self-diagnosed yourself... Wow. Okay, because circa Twitter, 2016, I thought that I used to have BPD. I thought that I had borderline personality disorder, and I did not. It just turned out that a lot of my other mental illnesses overlapped with those, Mm -hmm. including my OCD, autism, depression, you know? And, like, that's the thing about having multiple mental disorders, is that it's very hard to try and find out, like, what exactly? do you actually have this, or is it just overlapping symptoms of this and this? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not gonna, like, completely shit on the mom of being like, wow, you self-diagnosed your kid with Asperger's syndrome. Because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And again, he was never formally diagnosed with it, so how are we to know? We don't know. Shit. But that's not an excuse. I just want to preface that. That's not an excuse. 
Okay? In school, Roger was heavily bullied, and he claimed that he was unable to make any friends, through people later said he was the one who rebuffed their attempts at being friendly. At some point, he started and began maintaining a personal YouTube account and an online blog, both in which he complained about his loneliness and rejection by others. He also frequented online communities that he felt into the manosphere, which has been commonly associated with misogyny and anti-feminism. Huh. Know a couple people in that sphere. Deadass? For sure. Click on- let's click on manosphere. Okay, wait. Manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting masculinity, strong opposition to feminism and misogyny. Movements within the manosphere include the men's rights movement, <laughs> incels, involuntary celibates, men going their own way, also known as MGTOW, pickup artist, and father's rights groups. You're joking. Okay. That's a joke, right? I... This is real life for people. I'm gonna just say this. The only thing that I agree with, very limitedly with, in the manosphere, is, like, the father's rights. That's it. And I can see that. But I guarantee in that setting, sometimes, they're just, like... Because, you know, there are some, like, mother states. Like, Oklahoma's mm-hmm. a mom state. Yes. And I think Minnesota is, too. Where the mom will almost always get the child. Unless there's, like, defining evidence against her. Um... Guarantee they're just shitting on people like, wow, why should... What? Oh, God, I can't even begin to describe my thought process on what conversations you're having in this manosphere. Let's make a woman's sphere. Well, criminal... If that's the case, like, hello? No, that's what feminism is, Mikhail. Oh, because we need <laughs> feminism. We don't need a fucking manosphere. They, they're so far removed from reality in the manosphere anyways maybe for a bonus episode we'll just cover our opinions on shit next (laughs) fuck you manosphere (laughs) fuck you he moved to well how do you say that isla vista on june 4th 2011 to attend santa barbara city college but later dropped out in february of 2012 from 2000 11 to 2012 roger was involved in a series of minor accidents where he threw or sprayed drinks on couples and groups of people he was jealous of <laughs> can you can you just can you just imagine, you just imagine yeah you're going on a date and some guy just like all of a sprays sudden you runs ranch. by you and just fucking sprays orange fanta on you i would chase him down and beat him up i'm sorry on July 20th, 2013, he attended a party and tried to interact with girls there, but was reportedly ignored. He then tried reportedly. to push girls off a 10-foot <gasps> ledge, but failed and was pushed off instead by other men there. Yeah. Rightfully um, so. Yeah, it's what he deserves. Sorry. Um, he left, but returned to attempt to retrieve his sunglasses. Instead, Roger was beaten up by the same assailants. He told investigating officers about this, but they determined that he may have been the aggressor. According to him in his manifesto, this caused Rogers to begin his rampage. Oh my god, just one fateful night trying to push girls off. I'm just gonna say, um, if girls reject you and then you proceed to handle that rejection by trying to push them off a ten-foot cliff and then get mad that these men that probably watched you try to do this, 
who are the real feminists pushed you off the cliff and this is the reason for your quote-unquote rampage and that you wrote in your fucking manifesto get a life elliot oh wait you don't have one you're a piece of shit straight up there's no ifs ands buts about it and it's not even funny Starting in September, Robert used pocket money from his parents and grandmothers that he had saved up to refund his to fund his rampage. He visited shooting ranges and bought three handguns, a Glock 34, a Sig Sayer P226 from three different cities. He also began work on a manifesto that he would title My Twisted World, The Story of Elliot Roger. On the 25th of January, 2014, he performed a citizen's arrest on his roommate, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, James Hong and accused him of stealing a set of candles that belonged to him. After being arrested, Hong pleaded guilty to a th- petty theft charge, but the police dismissed the case due to insignificant evidence. On April 30th, Roger's parents saw his YouTube videos and became alarmed by them, so they contacted the police. However, when the officers interviewed Roger at his apartment, he downplayed the situation. They decided quote-unquote, he did not meet the criteria for an involuntary mental health hold, and there was no reason to legally search his residence, so they left. At that time, however, Roger had been planning his killing spree and had two handguns in his possession already. He claimed in his manifesto that a search would have ruined his plans. I'm just gonna say this. It's always... Hindsight is always twenty twenty. I bet the police now are kicking themselves. Yeah, I mean, if they watch those videos, it'd be a little, like, I would, isn't that right enough to search him? This guy's saying stuff like, they'll all pay, <coughs> like, obviously being weird. What do you think he said? Oh, you know, I'm just going through a rough Well, patch. see, that's the thing. I was drunk when I made that. Like, that, like, that, that's the thing, is that you, and that's the whole argument now of, like, in the future what is free speech going to be. Yeah. And the cataloging of minds, because you can't, you can't say that, even if somebody um, says something, like, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go fucking kill them, or I'm so mad I could kill somebody. You can't, like, they could just be saying that that doesn't prove intent to harm. Mm-hmm. So it's not always enough, which sucks, because in some cases, should it be, or if that did exist, if that was enough to go and grab them, then yeah, so many crimes could have been stopped. It's true. But it's not at that point yet. Roger's last words in his manifesto said, I didn't start this war. I wasn't the one who struck first, but I will finish it by striking back. I will punish everyone, and it will be beautiful. Finally, at long last, I can show the world my true worth. On May 23rd, 2014, Roger started his rampage in which he titled The Day of Retribution by stabbing three people to death. They were Hong and his other roommate, George Chen, and their third friend, David Wang. Police investigators assumed that he started with Wang, then moved to Hong, and then finally to Chen, and that invest... Oh, and then he killed them in three separate events, making efforts to conceal their murders after each time. At 9.17pm, he uploaded his final YouTube video, Elliot Rogers Retribution, in which he described his plans and motivations and then sent his manifesto a minute later to 34 people, including his parents and other family members, his therapist, former school teachers, and childhood friends. 
He then went to the Alpha Pi sorority house near the University of California, Santa Barbara, with the intention of massacring all the occupants inside. When knocking on the front door when unanswered, Roger shot three Delta 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 sorority sisters who were nearby, killing Catherine Cooper and Veronica West and wounding Bianca de Nock. He then drove further into town and then fired into the Elsa Vista Deli Mart from the inside from his BMW, killing a student named Christopher Michaels Martinez. After killing Michaels Martinez, Roger drove away from the Deli Mart. He was spotted by responding foot patrol officers, but they did not expect him to be the shooter at the time and allowed him to flee. Roger continued his rampage, shooting at the pedestrians, at the drive-in shootings, and striking others with his car. At some points, he drove into the wrong side of the street. He ultimately wounded 12 people in his phase of the rampage, 6 by gunshot, and 6 with his vehicle. At that point, Roger got into a brief gunfight with responding deputy, sheriff's deputy and escaped unharmed. Near the end of the rampage, Roger got into another gunfight, this time with three sheriff deputies, near Little Acorn Park. He suffered a gunshot wound to the left hip. He fled but was closely pursued by police. He crashed into a bicyclist named Keith Chang. Chung. Chung. <laughs> seriously wounding him and then fatally shot himself in the head. He was 22 at the time of his death. Police investigated the crashed BMW and handcuffed both Roger and Oh, that's sad. So, they handcuffed both Roger and Keith, having initially believed that Keith to be the second gunman. They later determined him to be an injured victim and released him from police custody. The day after the killing spree, officers went to Roger's apartment to investigate it, and they found the bodies of Hong, Chen, and Wang. Damn. men what men. men just men oh yeah so what he killed people because he felt entitled because he was sad that he wasn't <clears throat> making friends because yeah. he was jealous that he was sad that he was rejected and oh nobody loves me i'm so great go get like, a hobby like this will show them go get a hobby that's all i have to say that doesn't mean that you get to kill people Act like a 22-year-old instead of a fucking 8-year-old having a tantrum that your little brother is playing with your toy. I don't think that his sense of entitlement would have been so big had he not joined the Manosphere online community. You're probably right. And I get that that's... Peyton, that's all butterfly effect. You can't know that. Yeah, I can't, but I can speculate. I'm sure it gave him the confidence to go and say these things out loud to people and physically try to harm people because the guy was already a little cuckoo i mean going to the therapist and psychiatric like psychiatric fucking hospital or not hospital he just went to a psychiatrist but who knows who knows and he wasn't it said in the beginning he refused to take his medication so it's not like he was well Aftermath. Roger's, Roger's final YouTube video was discovered after the killing spree and has deleted has been deleted from the website. However, it was already too late. 
for it had been copied and reposted by other users beforehand. Segments of it were controversially used by several news networks, including ABC News, CBS News, NBC News, and SMNBC. Controversially, Fox News refused to air that video altogether and instead showed five still photographs. Many were concerned about the videos repeating airing on news networks, specifically about the potential to inspire copycat crimes. The controversial over the airing airing of the video was compared to that of Sung Hu Cho Sung Sung Hui Cho. The Virginia Tech shooter who killed thirty two people and injuring seventeen others during a massacre at his school. Virginia Tech before taking his own life. Much like Roger, Chu created a highly detailed manifesto and series of videos, one which was also taped from him from inside his vehicle before committing his rampage. These videos were aired repeatedly by news stations after the massacre, which also led to controversy and public concerns of copycat crimes. One day after the killing spree, a candlelight memorial was held in honor of the victims. This was followed by memorial services at CUBSB's Harder Stadium, which had over 20,000 people in attendance. The rampage was also occurred during a period of high pro-gun control, an anti-gun violence segment in the U.S. due to other mass shootings. Most notably, the 2012 Newtown, Connecticut shootings that killed 27 and injured two others. Richard Ramirez, the father of Christopher Michaels Martinez. Richard Blame- Martinez, not Oh, my Ramirez. bad. My bad, I'm done. I'm done. Richard Martinez, not the other killer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Uh, blamed politicians and the National Rifle Association, NRA, for allowing the killing spree to happen. Calls for improvements on the healthcare system were also renewed, which at least two con- which, at least two congressmen calling for discussions and bills on the topic. Critical attention was focused on Rogers' earlier contact with the police on April 30th, where he managed to convince them that he wasn't a threat to others, even though he had already planned his rampage and purchased guns. As a result, California legislators passed a law that would allow a person's firearms to be seized at the request of a family member if the person was believed to have been a threat to themselves or others. Good. Despite some criticism from pro-gun rights groups, the law went into effect in 2016. Good. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I wish we had that in Oklahoma. When Roger's motives for the rampage became public, it led to a variety of reactions and discussions about misogyny and the violence against women in the American society. The con- conversation led to the usage of the hashtag, not all men. I remember that I hashtag going hashtag. around. No, not all men, but most men. I'm sure your friends, you don't call out your friends on the rapey stuff they do, ever. Okay, look guys, I'm gonna say this, and some of you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about before I even say it, because it was used on the internet a lot. Not all men, but imagine that I have a bowl of M&Ms. Okay? And there are three M&Ms that are poisoned, and I chunk them in the bowl with the rest of the unpoisoned M&Ms, and swirl them around, and tell you guys to take a handful and eat it. Would you? No. I wouldn't risk it. Not for three out of a hundred M&Ms. No, and who knows if the poison's already seeping onto the other M&Ms. That's, that was my thing. When that, when that, like, theory came out, because I remember seeing it on Twitter, I was like, okay, yeah, people were saying, yeah, I'd risk it, it's only three M&Ms. Okay, they didn't tell you if the poison was getting onto the other M&Ms, dumbass. Like, yeah. Um, hello? Oh, God. Not all men. Not all men. Not all men. Like, 
it's like the bystander effect, right? It's the standard theory that I won't report it, somebody else will report it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually everyone thinks that, so the crime doesn't so go never, reported. Yeah. Okay? Same thing. I doubt that you guys are calling out your rapist, pedophiliac, nasty, misogynistic friends. I bet you're all just like, mm, somebody else will tell them. Yeah. They'll grow out of it. Somebody else will tell them. No. They won't, okay? Grow some balls and tell your friends that he's being a pedophile. Yeah. Grow some balls, tell your friends that he's being a rapist. Grow some balls, tell your friends that he's making jokes that aren't okay. No, and they never will. That's the issue. Is like, they say they'll do it, and then they'll be like, hey, 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 Tommy, I didn't like that comment. And then Tommy will shit on the friend that decided to call out Tommy and make every other guy in the room shit on the one friend and be like, bro, you're such a pussy, you're whipped. Oh, wow, blah, 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 blah. Also- It's just a joke. It's just a joke until it isn't. Also, not all men. Why any person at all? Why? Why are we okay with anyone being like that? Men, women, non-binary people, why are we okay with any of it? Okay? That's my fucking question. Why are we okay with any of it? Maybe you guys should think about that. This is like- Think about it like this, too. Not all men, but the highest statistic is men. Like, it's there on paper. It's been there for years. Dare I say, hundreds of years. Men are statistically going to rape, assault, murder more than women. Sorry to say, but that's the hard truth. If you want it to change, maybe, you know, stop Billy or stop Tommy. Correct your friends before they fucking kill you or kill someone you love or know. How about that? The hashtag not all men, which argued that not all men are misogynistic and commit crimes against women. It's for its usage dated back to 2011. However, the hashtag came under criticism for its alleged purpose of deflecting from sensitive topics like sexual assault and not being helpful enough in the discussion of misogyny. In the response to the usage of hashtag not all men, an anonymous female Twitter user created the hashtag yes all women to express that while not all men are sexist, all women are effective are affected or live under the fear of sexism, misogyny to any degree. Within four days, the hashtag was tweeted 1.2 million times, surpassing similar hashtags that precedented it. It became known for being used by women who had shared their personal stories about gender-biased harassment and discrimination. However, the discussion about misogyny generated some criticism from those who argued it unintentionally diverted away from Roger's hateful comments about men and the fact that he killed more men than women and his mental health issues. I just want to say this. I understand that I am a trans man now. But at some point in my life, I felt comfortable identifying as a woman, however so, however small. Um, I remember using the hashtag YesAllWomen, mm. and that's how some of my family members um, and friends found out that I had been sexually assaulted at such young mm. ages. Um, and I want to say that if you shit on that fuck podcast you. at all, get the fuck off my podcast. This is my podcast. You don't have to listen to it. Leave. Leave right now. Fuck you. (laughs) Yes, all women. Probably your mother. Probably your sister. Probably your grandma. Probably your cousin. Probably your niece. Probably your aunt. Probably your dad. Probably your grandpa. Probably your brother. You just don't realize... Not all men, my ass. Why does that guy look familiar? Um, 
Through Roger's rampage did not inspire any notable instances of copycat crimes. It did inspire a massacre at the Upaka. Umpqua, Umpqua? Umpqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon, which occurred over a year after in 2015 and was the deadliest massacre to occur at any community college. A 26-year-old student named Christopher San Harper Mercer opened fire with two handguns in his classroom where he had been taking a writing class and killed nine people, including the professor. He then committed suicide after being wounded in a shootout with responding police officers. He was armed with a total of six guns, five handguns, a 9mm Glock, a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson, and a 40 caliber Taurus, and three unidentified others, an Adele Thong sporting rifle. During the massacre, Harper Mercer spared one student, gave him a package to deliver to the police, and forced him to watch as he continued shooting. Can you what imagine the, the survivor's guilt? Oh yeah. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Fuck you, Christopher. The package contained writings that confirmed Harper Mercer had studied Roger's rampage and other mass killings. Like Roger, Harper Mercer had undiagnosed Asperger's syndrome and other mental health issues and wrote about his frustration at being lonely and a virgin. <laughs> I'm Oh no. I'm going to say this once and I'm going to say this probably one time only because I get so upset. Um I am autistic, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, and this is not my intention, to word it in this way. <clears throat> yes, your autism can be the cause for things, but it is also not the cause for things. Like, you know between right and wrong. Just because you have autism does not make it okay I don't like this narrative and this rhetoric that is being used around autistic people that they cannot control themselves, which is true. It is very hard yeah. to control sensory overload or issues like that, but it does not make it okay for you to go and shoot up a school. You cannot use that narrative to fall back on. You cannot push this narrative that all autistic people, if pushed to a certain point, will go and do horrific things yeah because it makes me feel like a terrible person and i'm pretty sure it makes other autistic people feel like terrible people yeah it is not okay did that correlates probably to some issues that rogers and harper mercer had yes obviously mental health issues contribute to actions that people do no matter how small in some way but it depends on if you get help or not yeah. Left untreated? Yeah, it probably did not help their anger issues and their mental illness and their other troubles and their psyche and all that stuff. But it's not the cause for it. You can't keep pushing that narrative that just because people like have mental issues or mental disorders or mental illness that they are going to go and continue to do horrible things. It is not okay. It's not cool. And it's it's horrifying. It is. This is not cool. Like, like, okay. The triad of sociopaths. Okay, there are like three telltale signs that you probably have antisocial disorder. Uh -huh. Okay, it's cruelty to animals at a very young age. It is wetting the bed and it is a preoccupation with fire. Damn, sounds like my dad. Okay. He still wets the bed at 42, 41 years old. 
He's mean to animals, and he would fuck with my mom with fire. Then your dad probably has antisocial. Then your dad probably just has an antisocial personality disorder, which has some correlation to sociopaths and. Oh, he's a sociopath. Again, I'm not. I'm not a medical professional. I probably said that wrong. I'm probably saying stuff that isn't 100% factual, but I'm just saying. You're hitting it on the nose. I'm just saying. Yes. The signs are there. I understand that sometimes that does correlate directly with being a horrible person. Okay? I understand that. But I'm just saying, just because somebody has autism or has Asperger's syndrome, or has schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. It's not an excuse. It doesn't mean that they're going to be the next fucking school shooter or something, and we just need to stop pushing that narrative that that makes it okay, that that's a green pass, that it's a green light, that, oh, it's understandable. No. Shut (laughs) up. Oh, she has bipolar disorder. It's okay if she murders the whole OGP crew. No. It's not. (laughs) Like, no. Okay? It's not okay. Does it... (sighs) I'm trying to like word this in a way I'm I'm trying to word it in a way in which it is easy for most people to understand and I want to say that it's not a full excuse can it excuse some actions and some outbursts yes but it is not it is not the excuse yeah you it can excuse like oh she she or he they switched up quickly because they have xyz like they got so angry like you can't help that they got angry at that sorry you know but if you were to go and say oh yeah elliot you know he murdered everyone and we think the reason is because he had all these mental disorders and just couldn't get help and it's like no 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 he like 22 years old Mental order, mental disorder or not, you know right from wrong. By this time, you either learned how to mask and fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. or you were just out there. And, and like, I'm not... To be fair, we're not shitting on people that, like... No. Some people medically do not have consciences, okay? They do not have empathy. Yeah. They do not have things in their brains telling them what is right from wrong. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people that do. Obviously... People that can help it. And obviously, Elliot was getting help for his mental illnesses and was, was disorders it? ever since he was eight years old. But he wasn't doing his part. He wasn't taking his medication. He refused. That's what it said that, at least. And it's like... Mm. <sighs> Modus operandi. During the killing spree, Rogers used a variety of weapons, unlike the most rampage killers in the 21st century. First, he stabbed his roommates to death using two knives, and then during the main rampage, he shot at victims with either a Sig- Sager P-20... Six or... Okay, yeah. P-226? Or Glock 34 semi-automatic pistol and struck them with his vehicle, a black 2009 BMW 328i coupe. His original plan had been to lure as many people as possible to his apartment after killing Hong and Chen and stealthily kill and decapitate them and then commit a massacre at the Alpha Phi sorority house and then kill his brother and stepmother and then commit a series of drive-by shootings and hit and runs with the family SUV. It is unknown as to why he was able to carry out some aspects of the plan during the actual killing spree. What the fuck? 
Whoa, this was like overkill, guys. Like, they're listing all of his victims and like what he did exactly. And I'm just gonna say overkill. Like, So, David Wang, 20, was stabbed 15 times and slashed 23 times in the head, neck, chest, back, and both arms and hands. James Hong, 20, was stabbed 25 times and slashed 12 times in the head, neck, chest, back, and both arms and hands. George Chen, 19, stabbed 94 times and slashed 11 times in the head, neck, chest, back, both arms and hands. At the Alpha Phi sorority house shooting, Catherine Brienne Cooper, 22, shot eight times, including the left side of the head, the left flank, and the right lung. Veronica Elizabeth West, 19, shot seven times in the chest and lower pelvic area. Christopher Ross Michaels Martinez, 20, shot once in the chest at the Deli Mart in the drive-by shooting. Oh my god. 94 times. So that is the case of shitbag Elliot Rogers. Look at all these people though that he attempted to injure. Oh my Numerous God. unnamed sorority girls, Dianca, Dinoc, um, whoa, the Pizza My Heart drive-by shooting. Shot and then grazed. Oh my God. He was just like, he was, this was a very angry killing spree. Very angry. The amount... It, it only takes one shot to kill someone, or two. The fact that he shot them upwards of eight to nine times and stabbed those people over 50 times. Over 10. Yeah. Stab them and then slash them. That's scary. He was not okay. I don't think he had empathy. Any type of feeling like that. That's scary. I think you're going in so deep for the knife to get stuck. You have to pull it back up. Ooh. Do it again. That's strong. Do you think he prepped or do you think he was just blind rage? Because this is insane. I think... That man was running off adrenaline. I think he trained somewhat. Really? If he premeditated the entire execution plan and massacre and spent it, yeah. days writing a manifesto. 94 times. There are about. Hmm. 
Wait, did you play it again? Oh, cool. 23 people he injured or attempted to injure. 25 if you count his brother and stepmother. 23 people he either shot, tried to shoot, tried to run over, either missed or just got them like on a flank or something like that and they lived. That is insane. That's scary. Wow. What a fucking scumbag. Oh wow, I can't get any pussy, so I'm gonna go kill people because I'm jealous. Um, maybe people just don't want to date you because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, get off the manosphere for a little bit, bud. Log off. Go the touch computer. some grass. Yeah, literally go sit outside, touch some grass, put your toes in the fucking field. Maybe just go take a walk and admire the clouds. Ground and the birds. yourself. Don't touch any animals, though, psycho. Maybe and the fact he... that he killed himself. What a pussy. Because he was scared. Well, he... he knew that he was going to have to face the consequences of his actions. Oh, yeah, and he was going to die anyway. I guarantee he would have gotten put on death penalty, death row. Or just sat it out for his whole life. To be, com- to be completely honest... He probably would have gone to prison and been someone's little bitch by the way he looks and acts. Hold my pocket, bitch. What does that even mean? <gasps> That's what? what they do in prison. Like, when a prisoner has a bitch, like, basically their whole, they pull out their pocket and then that that person holds their pocket to like signify. The, yeah, like, pocket? If I were to pull out my pocket, you would hold my pocket like this and walk behind me and hold my pocket. And that's, you're my bitch at that point. And everyone else knows that. That's, It's weird. Alright. I don't understand. I don't hierarchy. I don't either. (laughs) I, I don't. Um. That's all I have to say. Why do men think they're entitled to everything when they've always been given everything? Exactly. Especially... Well, I guess he wasn't fully white, but he was white passing. Um, very white passing. White passing men get the f- are at the forefront of everything. Quite literally. And then it goes men, and then it goes white women, and then it goes everyone else. Once I start to pass, I'll be higher on you. Like, I'll be oh. higher than you on the hierarchy. Oh, I know. Which is depressing. Yeah, beat me up. <laughs> if you start to get a big old ego, I'm gonna be like, I'm not gonna get a big ego. Remember where you came from, bitch. I'm not gonna get it. I think F-Mab. I'm F-Mab. Pre- F-Mab. I'm just gonna say that to you. I think I'm gonna be, I think that I'm, I think you're already passing. What do you mean? I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm passing. Let me be honest with you. you. Do you guys want to hear what it sounds like whenever I, like, stop focusing on the fact that I have to keep my voice It's just your voice, but, like, It's just your voice. Physically, when I first met you, if you wouldn't have spoken to me, I would have thought you were a man. No. Yes, I would have thought you were a boy. Aww. And then you spoke, and I was like, I see. (laughs) I see here. You were like, yeah, I see. Yeah. I was like, okay. Nuh-uh. 
No, for real. No. Your voice people is the have, only, like, giveaway. People have always told me that I look, like... You look masculine in the face. You have very masculine features. That's because God knew I was going to be a male. Yeah. He said, God we'll let this one figure... Turn. We'll let this one play a little. Have a little... <laughs> sprinkle a little... Just make them confusion. have a character development story. <laughs> Literally. Character development story. Everyone has one. No, my... Guys, my voice is so bad if I don't, like actively focus on keeping it this depth and at this depth I, <laughs> I, I, I can't have any emotion in it tell it's, me to say something I was on the manosphere last night and I saw say that I was on the manosphere last night and I saw you sound like a 14 year old incel <laughs> hey guys I got into the manosphere you know what they said women do need to do the dishes <laughs> That's their job. I was on the manosphere, and it said that if my mom doesn't make me a sandwich, that she deserves to die. Yeah. Women's place is on her knees. And this really cool guy... (laughs) Okay, manager. (laughs) This really cool guy, I think his name was... Never mind, I was about to say his name. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't do that. Don't do that. I will find you, and I will kill you. Don't. I have to edit that out. I know. I was just joking. That's not real. I was just like, this is what I was talking about. When you're talking about the freedom of speech, this is exactly what I was talking about. It's not, you okay, don't know where the line is. In that context, I was joking, but in those videos, <laughs> you can clearly, oh, by the way, there's videos of this man. Just look it up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure they're reposted. Yeah, but I said they were. There are literal videos of him sitting in his car, just talking to us about his feelings and about how... I don't understand how women wouldn't want someone sophisticated and good-looking like me. I get so mad seeing couples. Look at him! (coughs) Excuse me. He... He really... He he, looks like a twink. I think he was struggling with his sexuality. Like, for real. (coughs) Oh, I fucking... A lot of people that struggle with their sexuality are extremely homophobic. Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, kitty cats. Kitty cat, cat, cat. Well, that's on that. That's all I gotta say. And that's that on that. Get off the fucking manosphere. Put your guns down. Go outside for a little bit. Log off. Don't take your phone. And go enjoy the outdoors. Go chill out before you go kill someone, please. Let me just say this. Instead of logging on to the Manosphere, how about we massacre the Manosphere? Just take that down. That's what I'm saying. Let me... Why why isn't, like, the... Okay, I know there's... I know this is a little extreme to say, but, like, the FBI... This is a lot more... Be careful with what you say. I know, I know, I know. This is a lot more detrimental than... I would say... How do I get on the Manosphere? How long do you think it would take me? Oh my god, I'm on it already. Whoa, men's rights movement. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, men's right movement, also known as MRM, a loosened network of group and activists who believe that men are an oppressed class. Most 
adhere to consider Warren Farrell to be the intellectual father of men's rights. Father's Manifesto, an early MRM website that could find calls for parental custody rights with claims that blacks should be exiled and Catholic priests were sexually abusing children as part of a plot to spread AIDS. This is just literally someone who's fucking into QAnon just spouting this shit out. Someone's grandpa found the internet and was like, I know how to make a blog, Sonny. And just fucking oh went ham. A Voice for Men, founded in 2009 by a truck driver, Paul Elam, to expose mandistry? Mandistry? Misandry. On all levels, the site, now a hub of the movement, is aimed at those turned off by fringe politics of other men's rights forums. I read this one. This one is fucking scary. Registerher.com, an offshoot of a voice for men, for an offender registry purporting to track female murderers and rapists as well as women who make false rape allegations. To track them. That's weird. Okay, let me just say this. I do not support people women men non-binary people i don't support people that make false allegations of any kind let alone fa- false rape allegations but i'm just saying that's terrifying don't, i don't yeah. think that they should be put on a registry to be hunt tra- to be tracked down and killed you need to do that for everyone we don't even like what's in their brain that makes them think that there's just a website for men that does this um national coalition for men a nonprofit group that raises awareness about ways sexual discrimination attracts men's and boys its leaders have filed lawsuits challenging registration for the draft and seeking to defend shelters for battered women well aren't women didn't that go into effect uh women will i don't know if we are they are i'm not them anymore um um yeah, it's up for debate on if women are going to be drafted. Let's pause for a second, because let's talk about the draft for just a moment. Oh, my there God. Is, no, there is a rule that, because men currently are the only ones that go in there. Um, there <sighs> is a rule if you are the only male out of your household, say you're the only child, or you're the only, like there's a brother and a sister, you will not be drafted because you cannot carry on the bloodline if you are dead or away at war. Yeah. So if that's the case... I am 21, my brother is 11. When the time comes, and if, say, I, I'm of age, like, say we were in a perfect world, like, two years apart, would I be drafted and he wouldn't? Like, are they thinking about that? Are they going to start it, drafting women because we don't carry on the bloodline? <laughs> I don't know. Because that's, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, um, there's only two of us. Fathers for Justice, a British parental rights group that drained notoriety in the mid-2000s after activists some dressed as superheroes, scaled public monuments, allegedly threatened to kidnap their prime minister's son, and defaced a portrait of the queen. Okay. Okay. Um, Red Pill. In the classification, in the classic sci-fi film The Matrix, the hero must choose between swallowing a blue pill, which will allow him to remain in a pleasant, illusory world, or a red pill, in which he will open his eyes to the reality in which he is enslaved. In this men's rights parlance, red pillars realize that men, not women, are oppressed. I want to know where they're getting these statistics and information that they're the oppressed ones. That they are the oppressed ones. Pickup artist. Okay, this is the one that I was curious about. Self-proclaimed or inspiring alpha males. Lost my interest. Um, who attempt to seduce women through a system of psychological gambits called the game? Notable, notable PUA figures include Roosh V., of the Return of the King's websites, who published a collection of sex travel guides such as Bang Brazil, in which he writes, Poor chicks are very easy, but quality is a serious problem. 
So he's talking about a specific type of woman in Brazil. Anti-S-word defense. S-U-L-T. Tactics that pickup artists believe women use to dodge the responsibility for sex, such as offering token resistance or claiming afterward they were too drunk to say no. Oh my god. Incel, a man who is involuntary celibate that feels that women owe him sex. Mass murderer Elliot Rogers described himself as one. Poo-poo-a hate? Right? Yeah. Um, a site for those who feel disillusioned by the PUA movement, Roger, who blamed women for his sexual frustration, was a frequenter. Roosh V., who concluded about him, until you give men like Roger a way to have sex, either by encouraging them to learn game, seek out a Thai wife, or engage in legalized prostitution, it's inevitable for another massacre to occur. P.U. hate was shut down shortly after Roger's rampage. Yeah, because first of all, it's no one's job to give a man- Give a man sex. You have hands for a fucking reason. They make sex toys for a fucking reason. Also, control your urge, bitch. Supposedly, blue balls is a. It's not real. It's not real. It's fucking fake. If it's fake, it may cause a tiny bit of discomfort, like tiny bit of discomfort, the most minuscule amount. But it's fucking fake. You guys understand that women get turned on too, right? Like, if even every man I come in contact with, I almost fucking throw up. Okay, let me rephrase. Lesbians also get boners. There you go. Not physical boners, but you get you get boners. You're okay. I'm sure none of you are that's a wrong word. I'm sure not a lot of you know this. But the clitoris gets hard. It grows <laughs> when you're turned on. And women get wet. They secrete fluids when they get turned on. So next time you're having sex with a female Whoever it may be, if they're not wet, then maybe they aren't wanting this. Maybe you should ask them. Also, a vagina is a muscle. Yes. The vagina is a muscle. Just like the penis. I forget that penises exist. Um, game, disgusting. Gamergate, an ongoing conflict that pits traditional video games enthusiasts, mostly white males, against feminists and others who call for gamer culture to become more inclusive misogyny misogyny and violent threats are a hallmark of the online controversy 4chan an anonymous oh and often graphic online forum used by gamergates to please say it what uh, strategize yes about revenge tactics and hackers who posted stolen nude photos of celebrities including jennifer lawrence poor jennifer lawrence i didn't know about that i Eight. don't like 4chan 8chan an anonymous forum that Gamergate started using after 4chan banned their threads. Subreddit. I like Reddit. Yeah, but there's bad parts of Reddit. True. A forum on social on the social sharing site Reddit, aka the front page of the internet, Gamergate's PUA followers and others congregate in the dedicated subreddits. Because it's not- I forgot 4chan and 8chan were anonymous. You could just post whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something tied to you. Um, Honey Badger Barrage. A group of mostly female supporters of men's rights movements, its weekly radio show features topics such as the 13 creepiest feminist behaviors, including humorless vagina art. Vaginas aren't funny. You know what women go Penises off. are fucking disgusting. Mangina. Um, what some men's rights activists call a man who supports feminism. Mangina. I guess I'm a mangina. Would you look at that? 
an SJW, or also known as a social justice warrior. What MRAs and Gamergates call someone who ag- advocates equal rights for women and minorities. Guess I'm sure an SJW. The fuck I am, bitch. I am. Men going their own way. A faction that vows to avoid contact and relationships with women because they think women will inevitably treat them as disposable utilities. Because you are until you prove yourself wrong. Well, I guess my dad's a men going their own way. They are. They are. My dad at a car dealership, after he told me that he would buy me a car, I did not think I was entitled to it in any way, called me a whore. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. Um, that's Thank it. Thank God, Mother Jones, for giving us the terms. Terms that we need. Let's see if we can get on the manosphere. What? You want to try? I want to w- see. Where do we go? Where do we go? Let's flick up, go to scroll down a little. I want to see if we can find. What Wait, do you want to just... do pickup? Yeah, pickup artist. P-U-A. I've used P-U-A. What is Roosh? Roosh V, I don't know. He's 42 years old. Oh my god. This Washington Post, this uh this headline says a notorious pickup artist found God. Lots of angry white radicals do. <laughs> How old is this person? 40, 41. Um, it says, here's everything I've learned about women, dating, sex, PUA, and the seduction in the decades of my life. Great. Um. I think we're gonna end it here. Would you like to do a bonus episode where I just read these shitty men's reddits? Oh my god, I found it. It's called returnofkings.com. This, this article is Five Reasons to Date a Girl with an Eating Disorder by Toothmosis Sanafra. Okay, guys, listen, we're going to do a bonus episode. We're going to cut this out really quick. You guys have a good night. We'll release the bonus episode in a bit. Farewell. <laughs>